feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Looking for a performance and results to start with. They believe in me and I believe in what we're trying to do. They felt the, the wrath, if you want to call it, of the supporters. We're confident we can go to Italy and put in a good performance, whether we win the game or not. The next challenge is Standard Liège. Very good team, dangerous team. It's a fantastic opportunity for us. The games in the future are a million miles away. The only one that's really important is the one that's right in front of us. The whole radio football show. With Paul Cooney, Davy Proven and Chris Burke. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 08 17 17 700. Let's go! Hello, good evening and welcome. Thursday night European action is back and Davey, isn't it good to get back to the football tonight? Rangers in action at eight at home to Standard Liège and Celtic in the San Siro against AC Milan at five to six. You can't beat those Thursday evenings when both of the old firm are playing Paul as busy as usual and that's the way we like it. In the studio, you are socially distanced from the birthday boys because uh, with us, 37 years old, just 24 hours ago, we're delighted that Kilmarnock, I said legend, former Rangers as well, Birmingham City, give us some more of his clubs, Davey. Notts Forest, Notts Forest. Ross County. Yeah, on loan at Rotherham, well done. It's Chris Burke who's with us. Chris, good evening. I told you not to say what age I was. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it could be a lot more, that's what I'll tell you uh, Chris great to see you how are you feeling tonight we'll touch on Celtic in a moment what about Rangers and this run that they're on yeah they're on a fantastic run of form um, they've been unstoppable from you know the first game of the, the season uh, they've kicked on and they've played probably their best football uh, in Europe and I'm looking forward to, to see them again tonight Unstoppable is what he said there, and they have been just the, 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 they're doing so well, David. The momentum is with Rangers. Yeah, I mean, he, he has cracked, he seems to have cracked it in Europe for some reason, Stephen Gerrard. Even when Rangers domestically were poor last season, they, they still had a great run in, in Europe. They were in the third pot of seeds for this tournament this season. They can win it, um, and that would have a big effect on the seeding. So it's important that the Rangers don't just say, well, let's qualify. They, they've really got to try and win this section. And you are your old club, uh, Celtic. They've been up against it. I sense that they'll just want to go on with this tonight. They're saying it's a dead rubber, virtually. But uh, what do you think for well, Celtic? I, I don't think anyone uh, would, in their current form, expect Celtic to, to win in the San Siro tonight. But what the players have to do is show something that they haven't been showing up until now. They have to prove they're still playing for Neil Lennon um, because they effectively hold Neil Lennon's future in, in, their, in their hands. Chris, you've been watching uh, what's happening. It's hard to imagine how it's kind of unravelled for Celtic. And you wonder how Neil Lennon and the team can now focus on this match tonight and try to put all the chat out of the way. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Davey's right. You know, it's going to be very, very difficult to beat this Milan side. They were they were comfortable against Celtic at Celtic Park. Um, so, yeah, I think what Neil Lennon will be looking for, and I th- probably what Neil Lennon's looked for all season is, 
you know, just try to stop goals. Um, maybe if it's a 0-0, that'll be a more pleasing performance and, and getting something from the game and then you can kick on from there. Um, there's one thing that maybe Neil Lennon's been looking for is maybe a 1-0 victory or a 0-0, um, just keeping that back door shut. So, no, but it'll, it'll be a difficult, difficult match. I don't think... Um, in reflection it will mean anything towards the league games but I'm looking forward again for this match uh, while I'm watching it That's Chris Burke Davy Proven and me Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited We're going to take your calls on 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show So St Mirren have been found guilty today also of breaching the protocols to do with Covid 3-0 wins given to both Motherwell and Hamilton Ackies with £40,000 fine suspended until June of next year so they don't have to pay and hopefully they won't have to pay the money but they're losing at 3-0 against Motherwell and Hamilton and uh, Kilmarnock also having to award Motherwell a 3-0 win uh, the same fine the club are discussing the legal position with the representatives. So what do you think in that? And give us a call. We'll speak with Chris and Davey uh, during the programme. But news coming in, we've got the Celtic lineup for the match with AC Milan, Barkas, Beton and Brown, the captain, Christie, Rojic, Edouard, Frimpong, Ayer, McGregor, El Hamid and Laxalt. So how do you think, Davey, Celtic are going to line it, up? It, it looks to me, Paul, like... Um a back three of El Hamid, Ayer and, and Bitten. El Hamid played, I know he's played right back in a four for Celtic, but he played right of a three for Israel at uh, Hamden recently. Looks like a back three and then Frimpong and, and Laxalt effectively pushing on as wing backs. Brown and McGregor in central midfield with Christian Rogic off Edward. On the bench, Bain, of course, Hazard, Julian didn't make it, Taylor, Ayeti, Klamala, Soro and Cham, Henderson and Welsh. Chris Burke, what do you think of the Celtic lineup for AC Milan? Yeah, it looks strong. Um, he's went strong again. So, well, I, I would say, as you know, Frimpong and Laxalt, I think when they play their best football and they're more aggressive, then it seems to me that Celtic get better results and, and better performances. I think that will be a really interesting area um, in, in battling in, in the game. Uh, whether they'll be pushed back a lot by the Milan team, who are very strong. Uh, we'll see whether it'll go back to a back five it's just try to find um, the likes of Rogic and Christie in that hole and I, I think tonight will be really crucial for Brown and McGregor especially uh, if Laxalt and Frimcon get forward just to cover the spaces because sometimes it just looks to me that Celtic um, in the side of the pitch you know whether it's crosses or set plays is where they, they're the most looked dangerous with other team attacking them so it'll be interesting to see how Brown and McGregor cope if Laxalt and Frimpong are attacking down the side You know the, the Celtic players have been queuing up in the newspapers to say they're right behind Neil Lennon there's only one place to, to prove that and that is on the pitch and, and they owe the, the, the other manager one tonight they have to show something I'm not saying they're going to win the game but they have to prove tonight they're still playing for them Before flying out yesterday afternoon Neil Lennon faced the media and he spoke about the squad for the match with AC Elliot AC won't travel he's unavailable Julian's you know come back in he's played two games he's a doubt Duffy's having a, a knee assist that he picked up a knock and training today we'll see how he is uh, but I'll still try and you know put a strong team out and see how the game goes and maybe gives the squad some much needed game time as well and that point you made Davey he spoke about his players they're going through a bad spell and that's what happens in a bad spell you know players try too hard sometimes or players lose a little bit of confidence I didn't think there was a hell of a lot wrong with the performance. We give a poor goal away, you know, we're in good position, we give a penalty away and 
Again, you know, we've switched off with a set player. The, the body language of the players was good. They're, they're trying to find the solutions, as we all are. But we have to end this run. You know, we have to get back to being consistent. But they're definitely determined to turn things around. They felt the, the wrath, if you want to call it, of the supporters. It, it surprised some of them. It shook a few of them up. But they, they want to put things right for them and obviously the club and myself as well. The, the Ross County result, beggar belief, to be honest with you, Paul. You know, after the, the European result um, against Sparta, I mean, who would have thought Ross County could come to Glasgow and beat Celtic? Uh, you know, Celtic side that must have been smarting, must have been licking their wounds for a couple of days, probably desperate to go on the pitch against Ross County and take it out in someone, and they lose the game. I mean, it, it was just inconceivable. And at a time where Rangers are going so well, it, it, you can understand that the Celtic supporters frustration and their anger at seeing the uh, I know we're not at the halfway stage yet but they're starting to see this title slipping away Chris how, yeah yeah. well the thing the thing I looked at it um, it was it was quite interesting I think it's a very I think the Neil Lennon thing is a very important period for them now coming up to the Old Firm game uh, I looked at their, uh, their fixtures and you know their next eight games in the league six of them are at home um, they're massive now if you really want to think about it they've only been beat once at home in the league and that's against Rangers now you can rub your hands with that you know what it's like when you play the old firm um, sometimes you win them sometimes you lose uh, but the other games tells me that they win them and I better be careful what I'm saying here because in one of these six home games <laughs> the they play Kamarnock <laughs> um, but I'm just saying what Neil Lennon will be yeah, thinking um, so these six games will be crucial uh, so and they've only they've got two away one against Hamilton and the next one is against Rangers so I think he'll be thinking it's a really important period for them and you know how football just turns and in between that they could win the treble again so I think this as I said will be a really really important time for Celtic and for Neil Lennon but I think that's why people were so surprised because they knew what they had to do against Ross County I'm just thinking we're here in the Go Radio Football Show Chris Burke of Kilmarnock former winger as well uh, Davy Proven at Kilmarnock they are socially distanced in the studio I would say we are indeed they're, they're yes. at least 10-15 uh, yards apart but they had no width Davy at the weekend of just it's, everyone was surprised no. at the, the lack of invention in that Celtic Well I mean James, yeah. James Forrest being out long term yeah. has, has not helped because he, he gives Celtic pace and width and and you know service into the box and they, they've been badly lacking it. I think teams quite deliberately now just play narrow defend across their 18 yard box leave the ball on to, into the wide areas and defend crosses Yeah I, I totally agree with you um, I think Forrest has been a huge miss mm-hmm. If you actually look at his numbers from the season in past, he's always scored double figures and he actually has double figures and assists as well. So that's a huge, huge, um, you know, goals away from, from the Celtic team. If you say there are leaking goals, but at the end of the day, if you, you score more than your opponent, then then you're winning football matches. But Forrest can run in behind and I think maybe that's a quality that Celtic are missing at this moment in time because as you run in behind you know it still leases space for then the likes of Christie uh, the likes of Rogic who can then find and manipulate the ball more and, and play it in behind and, and then maybe Edward could could score a goal from that so yeah I think Forrest has been a huge miss for, for Celtic Wingers underrated David this is, an, this is a, a, yeah. an ideal time to get more money for Chris and, and all wingers Yeah, yeah. and, I, yeah, and I, you know James Forrest is, is one of a collection you know, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, um, boys that have been there right through this sustained period of success. And I think some of them, some of them can be excused. And, you know, Callum McGregor will give you every ounce every time. Um, 
Ryan Christie I think is cut from the same cloth gives you everything one or two others I, I don't think are giving every ounce the the body language is, is not good at all and unfortunately one of them is the talisman of the team yeah. Orson Edward who goes away yeah. to France starts for the under 21 side and comes back here and at times doesn't get out of, of second third gear no. what do you think that is then David do you think that's just he's in his mind thinking that he wants to leave or do you think it's the pressure of realising now that you're second and you have to then give a little bit more to get into the first position what do you think do you, is that what you well, think I'm only guessing here I'm guessing having watched the boy and, and looking at his body language I think the boy wants away uh, I, I think the body language suggests that you know he wants out of Scotland there'll be no shortage of takers I'm not saying Celtic will get the money they could have got when he was scoring for fun yep. but uh, I, I think his body language is poor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know the thing is with me is you know maybe as a confidence player I don't know what he is um, but when he is on fire you know Celtic are as well um, he's the best last, in the country isn't yeah, he he's the best season, striker in the country last season he scored 22 goals yeah. in the league you know yeah. he was now you know I, I think he scored 5 I think 3 of them was against Hamilton when he scored yeah. a hat-trick um, yeah. you've only got the likes of Ayeti now um, that has scored 5 in the, the same amount as him so that again that's you know all areas of the pitch last season they were scoring you know you had Edward you had Christie you had Forrest you had Griffiths and McGregor scoring 9 goals last season um, now you've got just two players that have scored five um, so that tells you as well that you know are, are they looking for a bit more from other players um, and that's one thing that actually Rangers have done this season yeah. they've, they've added you know you've got other players that are adding to that team and scoring goals but instead of relying on just Morelos and maybe Defoe yeah you know I've been talking about the importance Chris of, of Edward and you know if you look at Lee Griffiths a fit Lee Griffiths would be priceless for Celtic just now because Neil Lennon could leave Edward out if he's going to play with one up yeah. Edward's not playing well leave him out bring Griffiths in vice versa one you know, one keeps the other on their toes and Lee Griffiths and I don't know what he's I know he's had injury pro- problems and, and other problems in terms of fitness but if he could get himself fit it would give Celtic half a chance Huge loss isn't yeah, it? It is a huge loss What do you make of Frimpong then when we're talking about the wingers uh, mm-hmm. could they put someone behind them and give him from free, some free reign in the coming weeks and in the league games to uh, show some creativity? Yeah listen Frimpong I think is like any player who plays for Celtic and Rangers um, when you start your playing career at Celtic and Rangers you know it's blistering and everything's going well for you and I think that's how it started yeah. for Frimpong yeah. and then you just get a little bit of a lull you know more, maybe more expectations of the fans that come and they want to see more and want you to produce more and make your numbers higher and maybe it's just not but it's hard to play in a team that everybody collectively is not playing well you know if they're all underperforming it's hard then for you to then perform well um, especially in that wide position because you rely on receiving the ball rather than going inside and collecting the ball so again it's difficult isn't it I think he's still a great asset asset for the for the club um, It's like, it was 350000 I think they bought him for so you know it's, I think it was a great buy and I think it'll be a great future for the club um, and I think again he can play a numerous of positions you know right back attacking and wing back so uh, as you said maybe covering him in behind maybe El Hamed will do that more so this this is especially now if they're playing Milan you know I think he'll cover and maybe give the licence to Fringbong but when he's on form as I said him and Laxalt on form I think then they can create better chances for the likes of Christie, Edward and Rogic I, th- I think Fr- Frimpong looks a better player when he has a full back behind him mm-hmm. 
I, I don't think he's I don't think he's a defender, Chris. To be honest mm. with you, he, he struggles physically to, to defend the back post at times. Um, I think there are times where he, he's caught on the wrong side of the ball because his instinct is to go forward, mm-hmm. and he's caught out of position a lot. Uh, I think if, if Celtic played with a four and, and he was playing ahead as a right midfield player, I think uh, you would see the best of him. Well, these two know what they're talking about. Chris Burke and Davy Proven just looking at Celtic and what they might do. They're playing tonight five to six in the San Siro. And Davy, we've, we've all been in the San Siro. Uh, and I've you, not. Have you not? No, what? really? <laughs> no, never. I think the time I was, I was unwell. Maybe I fainted ah. at Aberdeen or something in the next game was at San Siro, I think. Um, but uh, And I think... Funny enough, there was no fans was closed, allowed. Closed doors, yeah. yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I did that game for Sky, and I, I remember oh, it well. Yeah. Alec McLeish was in charge. Yeah, I, um, I, I think I was injured. Um, you, you mentioned just before we came on a, a great goal that uh, Chris was involved in against Porto. Dragao Stadium in uh, in Porto, and Rangers up against a very good Porto side, and Rangers one down and up against it. And this man here, Chris Burke to the byline, beautiful cross for Ross McCormack, and yeah. Rangers got a really good point on that. It was an uncharacteristic header oh, to very. the back post. <laughs> um, but I think actually the season before Porto won the Champions League, I'm, I, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I remember, yeah. they're very good side. Um, but a back's against the wall. But that's what happens when you stay in the game, isn't it? When you rely on your defence, you rely on a solid midfield, and you keep it at 1-0 or 0-0, you're always in the game, you always get a chance. So what are you thinking? Give us a call for Chris Burke, Davy Proven and me, Paul Cooney, on 0808 17 17 700. It's a big night as well for um, Alan McGregor, who can overtake our own Barry Ferguson's record of European appearances for Rangers. Uh, we'll hear from him in the second hour of the programme. What about Rangers' match tonight against Standard Liège? Here is Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I think it's a non-negotiable in terms of standards. We, we've set the standards that's pretty high yet, you know, at Rangers. Uh, I think the standards belong to the club. I think we all have a responsibility to try and maintain them on a daily basis. The message in terms of football is focus on the next match and the next challenge. Uh, don't look too far ahead. Remain humble and um, respectful to each challenge that's coming our way. Tomorrow night is a fantastic opportunity for us to again go and try and qualify for the second year on the spin. That's the challenge and the only one that we should be focused on. So close to qualifying and that standard is there all the time, Chris. He always goes on about it and he also goes on about the humility. Stephen Gerrard, one of the biggest names in the game, but his feet are firmly on the ground. He does. He says that a lot in his interviews um, and being humble as well. And, and he did say that the league is not won in November and I'm sure he'll be saying when asked the league is not won in December either. Yeah. Um, but as I spoke about it just before, I think Rangers have played the best football in Europe and as David said, it's not just this season, it was last season as well, wasn't it? Um, I think a benchmark now is for them to reach the last 16 I think they'll reach yeah. the last 16 I think that's a benchmark and I know probably Stephen Gerrard will be saying that to group that's where we have to be and you're right I think they'll be looking to finish top of the group and I think they'll actually do it you know a draw against Benfica as much as they gave away um, the goals I think it is a good time for them and they will finish first I, I, I firmly believe that especially playing standard Liège at home I think they'll win this match Looking forward to both uh, tonight Davey will get your take on Rangers against standard Liège and where is Rob McLean I can hear the nation ask Rob will be commentating on the match tonight for uh, BT Sport so he's the voice of football tonight 2020 style Rob's going to join us in about 15 minutes time The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go I'm Paul Cooney. Welcome to the show tonight. We've got Chris Burke of Kilmarnock and Scotland is with us, the former Rangers winger and the former Celtic Kilmarnock and Scotland winger, Davy Proven and Sky Sports uh, 
Pundit as well, uh, loving the commentaries, Davey, and uh, we talked about it last week. Wasn't that brilliant, Chris? I've not seen you since, but Davey was there with Crocker doing the matches and when Scotland went through against Serbia. That was a night we'll never forget. We won't, will we? I think there was a few tears shed. Um, I think everybody was celebrating for long long over the, the 24 hours. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, I couldn't really do it as much because I had training as the next day and whatever but no it was great isn't it it's good to see Scotland back and, yep. and healthy and, and energetic and we're all looking forward to the summer aren't we I have to say you're playing yourself in for this uh, unless you're in the actual squad on the bus with us Davey which we were getting some numbers last week for is the there, bus is there. Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry uh, Darren Adie I've made it yeah Craig Moore as well <laughs> yeah just as long as you don't go across the river <laughs> with our old friends uh, across the way no hopefully you'll be with Glasgow's own for, we're going to be there at Wembley can't wait Davy Proven we'll be there yeah. looking forward to it already but tonight uh, we'll talk about Rangers in a minute we'll talk about the points awarded uh, in a moment or two but Celtic lining up Barkas Bitten and Brown Christie Rogic Edward Frimpong Ayer McGregor El Hamid and Laxal Davy you reckon they'll line up this week yeah I, th- I think it's a back three and I, you know I take Chris's point that you know Celtic have to to sort out their defending against a, a very good side tonight this is a real test for them and it's also a test, uh, basically, of their character, given the, the pressure they're under. We also mentioned just before the break, what about Alan McGregor and uh, his performances over the year and how Rangers are doing it? But what about Alan McGregor? What would you say, how good a keeper, Davey, has he been over the years? Well, I mean, 83 European appearances. It's The, the number is absolutely staggering. I know goalkeepers go on a bit longer than outfield players, but... Um, you know, to, to beat Barry Ferguson's record is is something to be really, really proud of. What was it like to play alongside? You'd train with him, you'd uh, be up against him there. What would you... I'm give not us allowed to say on, oh, on air. Oh, <laughs> um, We've read some of it over the years. Well, listen, <laughs> that's, that's an amazing achievement. That is, um, as much as they say goalkeepers yeah. play longer, but you still have to be there at the top teams to make sure you're still playing in Europe. And he's still doing it to this day. And you know what? He's actually got, I think, better as he's got older. Um, I don't see him retiring anytime soon either. He's always been a fantastic stop um, stop shorter. Um, he's been great at it over these over his whole career. Um, and must as, good, he must be a good trainer, Chris. I mean, he, he still looks yeah. as if he's in good nick. He does. Do you know what? He just wants to win. That's yeah. it. It doesn't. No matter how much talent you've got or ability you've got, see if you want to win day in day out, then that breeds you into the game on the Saturday or the Wednesday, and you can see that in his and his passion. That it doesn't matter who you're playing. Whether it's a European tie or a, a game at Rugby Park against Kilmarnock, he still wants to win the match. Here he is speaking about his European record. At the moment, we're just concentrating on the game, but I'll probably kick in later in life just to, to realise what an achievement is. Obviously, it's a very proud one. Just to be a part of the history will be unbelievable. Yep, he just takes it, you know, he's calm. I'm sure there's plenty goes on behind the scenes. And Is he a shouter? Does he shout a lot during the match? Yeah, in training and in, and in the match, he does shout. You know, as he's got older, he has got a lot a lot more here, but he just yeah. wants to win. That's it. At the end of the day, he just wants yeah. to win. He's been, he's been a great servant for Rangers, you know, first time and second time. Um, and for the clubs that he's been at, you know, just look at his... His CV has been terrific. And I love what our own Barry Ferguson was saying, that he's uh, he couldn't be happier handing it over. It was John Gregg who had the record. He's then. lying. Yeah. But I- <laughs> <laughs> he's totally and utterly lying about that. 
What's that, Ali? Yeah. But he did mention something to me about Champions League appearances and Europa League appearances, uh-huh. but I won't say too whoa, much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, give us the goals. Come on. No, no, I'll say no more. Okay. I'll leave it for Barry on Friday. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Paul Cooney with Davy Proven, Chris Burke, and Ali Defoy, who today, Ali, you were bringing us the news. So it's about COVID protocols. St. Mirren found guilty of breaching the protocols. So. 3 no wins. You're going to take up the story, then we'll speak to... Let's take a couple of calls on it. Yeah, yep. for sure. So, basically, they've been waiting since, uh, I think, the 2nd of October to get the result from this from the SPFL. It's both St Mirren and Kilmarnock. So, both clubs have agreed that they have failed to observe physical distancing, and that was during an away match, coach travel, and both during pre-match meals. Um, but St Mirren also didn't meet sufficient distancing measures at training facilities, but it does mean both clubs have been slapped with a £40,000 fine. It's been suspended till the 21st, uh, or 2020. 1 June Um, and Motherwell and Hamilton have both been awarded 3-0 wins but uh, fans I guess have been questioning the difference between the Aberdeen 8 ball and ball and goalie Jordan Jones George Edmondson of course it's thought that maybe the difference there might be that the players sort of acted alone so the clubs potentially can't be blamed for that but then the other question comes about as to how does that work for the SFA could they be charged for the entire Scotland squad under 21s I don't know don't hold your breath for that one, David Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's very sad. You know, we had the farce last season of yeah. the, the the league being called early, and they made a rod for their own back here. The, the, the title and, and everything else, European places, should be decided on the pitch if at all possible. Um, and you know, from from what I can see, everyone is trying very hard to cope with this pandemic. And can you imagine the old firm going? down to the wire neck and neck towards the end of the season and one of them is has to forfeit points because of a, a breach of protocol I mean you'd have the army in the streets Chris Burke of Kilmarnock when you came in this afternoon so we looked at the table Rangers on 41 points Celtic on 30 the two games in hand Aberdeen on 27 uh, Hebs on 26 then we get to Motherwell who are now in 5th position on 21 points having picked up those points Dundee United on 20 Kilmarnock on 17 St Johnson on 16 Ross County on 13 Livy on 12 and then St Mirren and Hamilton now on 11 what about that? What about it uh, Chris what would you say how do you feel that table means absolutely nothing to me now yeah. Um Listen, you know, the the club have asked me not to say much on the matter. You know, they have took it into their own hands. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm a, I'm a human being and I'm allowed to have my own opinion on yeah. the matter. Yeah. You know, I'm hugely disappointed. I don't think anybody should be given, you know, three points deduction, especially, you know, goal difference as well. We could even talk about that, you know, a 3-0 victory. I don't even think Aberdeen, you know, and Celtic should be given, you know, a deduction of three points. I don't think anybody should. Um, it's decided, as David said, on the football field. Um, you know, they, they talk about the rules and regulations for St Mirren. I feel really sorry for because of the where they are. You know, they've got six points took off them. And if you really think about it, it's nine points because they played Hamilton, who they're battling it out at this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, have gained an extra three points. So that's nine points St Mirren have lost out on. Um, and I just hope that this doesn't put a, a, a dampener on the season because the season is important. Um, and it, especially in a pandemic when, you know, you've got, you know, COVID, um, money means everything to the football club. And that's the difference between staying up and keeping the club afloat for next year and in the top six. It means a lot as well. 
So I just think as a human being, I just think, you know, I'm hugely disappointed. And you've gone from a plus situation, goal difference, to... Yes, to a minus. So we were plus two. Um, now we are minus one. And we probably had the best, one of the best goal differences, differences apart from Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen and Hibs, who were doing excellent in the pluses. Mm-hmm. Now we are minus. And you know what it's like. You know, goal difference is huge. It could give you an extra point. So, yeah, no, listen, again, I don't think I'll be looking at the table for a long, long time now. And this is my first feeling, and I'm just giving my honest opinion on it and my honest feeling. Um, I might change my mind in times to come, but at this moment in time, I'm just hugely disappointed. And that's your uh, point of view, and we really respect you uh, giving that freely. Ali, you've got a caller on, haven't we? We've got Dev on the line. Yeah, Pine Bovril's Dev's taking the time to join us. He was having a wee chat about it earlier. Okay, Dev, good evening. Good evening, how you doing, OK? Uh, yeah, we're fine. So you can hear the disappointment quite naturally in Chris Burke's uh, voice there. Davy Proven looking at it neutrally saying this is... I mean, for example, we've got uh, Newcastle have got a problem with it at the moment, but they're saying, right, OK, we'll play play the match later, exactly. hopefully. Exactly. It's a, good, it's a good example. Their game against Villa. Yeah. Uh, there was an outbreak at Newcastle. Yeah. They, they closed the training ground. There's no talk of investigations or points, deductions. They, they just find another date. And you know, I'm with Brian Rice. You know, if the clubs have got to play every night of the week, so be it. Yeah. But but let let all of the, all of the football matters, the title, the European places, let it be decided upon. You know what happens on the pitch, not not COVID the protocols off the pitch. Dev, what would you want to say? Well, I must admit I haven't looked into huge detail into the Kilmarnock uh, findings. There's a kind of full lengthy report into the the findings and the reasoning behind the decision. So I have read all the St. Mun one. And first of all, I'm, I'm obviously, as a St. Mun fan, I'm really bitterly disappointed. As Chris says, it's, it's six points that we we could certainly be doing with. Uh, certainly the opposition uh, that have got those points as well are teams in and around us. So yeah. it was, from a supporter's point of view, it's bitterly disappointing. I think from the club's point of view, I think they, they definitely made some mistakes. Um, but I don't think they did any of that with you know trying to cut corners or anything like that, the, the club has been trying to do its level best. Uh, again, as Chris said, you know these clubs are operating under real financial restrictions at the moment, and so they're not yep. really well equipped to do some of the things that they maybe should be doing. Um, you know, some have been criticised for not having a big enough changing room in the, in the training ground. You know, you know what are we supposed to do about that? And so the, the players are now training at the stadium instead of the training ground, which is obviously not ideal. So things like that, it's it's just it feels like a sledgehammer to me. You know, I think, yeah, the club have made a mistake, and I think you know some sort of suspended fine or something should have been uh, applied, and they should have been warned that if they did it again or they breached the protocols again, that the punishment would be more severe. But they've just gone from zero to a hundred. So the fine, the fines are suspended. Let's hope that doesn't happen. What yeah. would you say? I, 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 yeah. You know, to be honest with you, and I. I might be wrong here, but I'm not particularly interested in the suspended fines. Yeah. I'm interested in clubs being punished for something that happened off the pitch at a time where, as far as I'm aware, every club is doing their level best mm. to follow instruction. And I take Ali's point she made a moment ago. If the SFA can't get the under-21 side in and out of Greece COVID-free, that's the governing body. How can they start taking points off clubs who are doing their level best? Mm. COVID is out there. I mean, and football clubs are 
taking spending so much money on it, taking precautions. Uh, we don't have the fans in, very, very few. They were back in in England last night, a couple of thousand. Yeah, they're, Wickham. They're in this weekend at the darts, even. Yeah. Uh, they're at the boxing the following weekend. Um, I just... There's not, one thing, yeah. Paul, I've realised yep. in 2020, and it should be taken out of the dictionary, and it's common sense. Definitely. <laughs> yep. It should be called COVID sense now. Um, you know, it's just... <laughs> I just don't. I just don't understand it anymore. You know, sometimes I find myself questioning myself: Am I wrong or am I right? You know. But then I think to myself: Well, what would I have done in the past? Like human nature for 36, 30, well, sorry, thirty-seven years now. <laughs> sorry, 30, <laughs> memory. For thirty-seven years, I have been told to have human contact with people, yeah. be close, whether it's a hug, whether it's a handshake, you know, whether it's just walking past someone. And then all of a sudden, in nine months' time, they're expecting me to do the total opposite. Now, mistakes are made. Um, you know, you know you, you're going to walk past someone if it's one metre apart, or you're going to walk past someone if it's three centimetres apart. You know, sometimes these things happen. It's a mistake. It's not deliberate. It's human nature. You know, that's what that's what that's what gets me frustrated. And they talk about, you know, training facilities for St. Mirren. We're not all blessed with ten plus million training facilities yeah. where we have massive rooms and we can just a luxury, you know, spread apart. Yeah. And you need to remember as well, it's a contact sport. You know, we play for ninety plus minutes. Um you should really then take points off me for standing next to the left back for more than fifteen minutes in the ninety minutes. And that's me saying, obviously, I've not got good movement. <laughs> but I'm just saying in general yeah. terms, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Yep. It's the same concept. And so that's, that's the what... Scotland it... squad for doing the conga after the game. Yeah. So, Ali, what's the news? Dundee United as well today. Yeah, Mickey yep. Mellon and all of the Dundee United first team have been advised by the SFA to self-isolate. So the academy coaches are going to be taking training for the next two days. But whether they'll have to put academy squad together for the weekend or what, we don't know. But but what what do the, what does the SPFL do in that circumstance? Surely they'd have to go and investigate and find out what caused the outbreak. Yeah. If they did it at Kilmarnock and did it at St Mirren, I mean, is there not going to be any consistency here? Or is that because St Mirren had to postpone the match? If they don't postpone it and manage to field a team, I don't know if it would make it different. Does anybody know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just a massive jigsaw yep. that never ever gets finished. Yep. Um, it's so confusing. It's like looking at it and thinks, "How am I going to finish this jigsaw? I don't know how." Um, and then yep. getting punished for it for not finishing it. Dev, thanks for your call. <laughs> it's true. I know. Thanks for that call. Hugh is on from Motherwell. Hi, Hugh. Hi. How are you doing? It's actually from Lanark. I'll let you off. Oh, from Lanark. Sorry, <laughs> we're, we're about eleven miles out up the Clyde uh, Valley. Right. Uh, my point is, I know we obviously phone, phone in speak to Barry and, and Sai because uh, they're like a comedy duo. Um, <laughs> uh, it was just obviously in regards to the, the I've obviously been texting because I'm a Wolf fan. Uh, one, I definitely don't agree with it. I know a lot of Mullow fans are overjoyed because we've got six points. Yeah. I don't I don't want the six points. I want to play the games. I Which? feel as if Kilmarnock and St Mum have been punished three times and I'll tell you why. They've been fined. Yep. They've had a points deduction and the goal difference. The goal differences could be a three points, a, a three points, and that, that could be a point for a team like St. Mum, obviously, who's going to be fighting along the lines. I don't think they're going to be fighting with us. I think we'll be fine. I just don't think the SPFL have painted themselves a perfect picture here. They've taken far too long to come to this decision. Far too long. This could have been done ages ago. There are plenty of times in the season where these games could have been played. And I just think it's an absolute disgrace. If I had to my club, I would be fuming. And I don't I don't have any qualms with other fans being for Kamarnock at St. Mun. 
been raging at this. They should be raging. The SPFL are a shambles at this, and they're the ones that's actually made this situation worse. Davy, yeah, I, I think it makes our game a laughing stock. You know, I'm down south a lot, and mm. you know they, they they look at our game and they shake their heads down there. You know, last season with a situation where Hearts were relegated with eight games to go. Partick Thistle were relegated one point behind Queen of the South with a game in hand and they relegated them. It's an absolute farce. Yeah, um, listen, I'm getting texts um, from coaches in England um, in the Premier League um, from players in the Premier League and the Championship. you're not going, are you? Are you, are you going to take the offer? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they are, they're, they're laughing and laughing at this um, situation and it, it's not nice, is it? It's not nice, you know, I, I just I don't know anymore. I really don't. I don't really know what to say anymore. Because mm-hmm. do you just accept it and move on, or do you actually just stand up for yourself and fight for you? You know your you, your feelings and what you believe in. That's your point, Davy. So they're laughing yeah, I, at us. Uh, yeah, I, I go back to the yeah. point, Paul. You know, it's easy to punish clubs like Kilmarnock and St. Mirren. Would they have done this to either of the old firm clubs? Would they? I don't think they would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really don't. Can you imagine them deducting points in this season of all yeah, seasons from one of the big two? I doubt it very. And much. you've even got the, a Motherwell fan there saying yeah. he doesn't want the points, yeah. you know. And I'm sure I think in light you ask the Motherwell, you know, coaching staff. I would like to think and the players that they would like to compete and, you know, you you know what it's like when you've earned the right to win the three points. Um, so no, as it's hard to take, isn't it? It really is hard. Beaton and Frimpong come in for Celtic. That's the two changes from the weekend. And we're only, uh, well, 10, 15 minutes away from kickoff in the San Siro. AC Milan against Celtic, a huge night for Neil Lennon and for the team. And at eight tonight, Rangers against Standard Liège. We will go to match commentator Rob McLean next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Hi Paul, <laughs> I was just having a conversation with one of the stewards at Ibrox said it was almost a very embarrassing moment when I realised that I was actually on air at the time so thankfully <laughs> I was very polite to him as I normally are of course, I'm, of course. You always uh, would be, yeah. you're live caller Rob um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So what about this tonight Rangers so close, almost did it last week uh, against um, uh, Benfica but they've still got a little bit to do yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a frustration, isn't it? It's a bit of a disappointment that it's not already done and dusted. But I think you would have to put that into perspective as well. Um, to have uh, had two goal leads against Benfica twice in the space of three weeks was just, uh, it just tells you so much about the level to which Rangers have got to. Um, and two draws with a team that are Champions League regulars, it just, it just builds the belief. It builds the the confidence. It, it extends that that unbeaten run, twenty three games, and counting. And and you would expect Rangers to to get the job done tonight against a, a standard Liège team. Uh, they have to they have to win obviously to to have any prospects of getting back into the the qualification frame. But but Rangers beat them six weeks ago in Liège, and and there would be no great reason, I don't think, logically, uh, to, to to think that Rangers can't complete the exercise tonight with one game to spare We heard from Stephen Gerrard uh, about some of the injuries this is what he was saying yesterday Ryan Jack is a major doubt I think we're going to run out of time with Ryan um, but he's still got a good chance for the weekend Joe Aribo will hopefully be back trained yesterday and he's going to train today Brandon Barker uh, will try he'll try and train this morning hopefully he'll pull through and be available as well so Rob, obviously too early for the team news. Have you detected anything yet? Are you inside Ibrox now? 
Well, after yeah. that discussion uh, with the steward, I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> will get in, but, but uh, as long as I can placate things with him, yeah. No, I'm just outside, Paul, yeah. is the answer to your question. Um, and I think, I mean, I've drafted out what I think, what I think the Rangers team will be, uh, and, and I, I'm, I, I reckon it's the team that, that drew with Benfica last week, basically. So it, it would be Alan McGregor and goals, of course, breaking. Uh, Barry was very emotional last night on the show about Alan McGregor breaking his uh, Europe, European appearances record tonight. Him and goals. James Tavernier, Conor Goldson, Leon Balogun, and uh, Borna Barisic. Of course, Philip Hollander not, is not a factor because, because of uh, coronavirus. Uh, so I think that makes the back four fairly straightforward. Uh, Davis and Kamara with Scott Arfield just in front of them, the midfield three. Uh, it sounds very much like, like Ryan Jack won't be involved tonight. And Kemar Roof and Ryan Kent, either side of Alfredo Morelos. Obviously, Joe Arrivo is back in the squad and available. He's missed a couple of games with illness. Um, I, I just don't see any need to put him straight back in the team uh, a great option to have on the bench, um, but I, I reckon Roof and Kent either side of Morelos. Chris, what 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 do you reckon? Does that sound like a, a starting eleven to you for Rangers? Well, the last time I predicted a starting eleven for Scotland, I got it wrong, Rob. So I think you're totally and oh, utterly I right. Remind you about that either. <laughs> no, listen. See, the thing is, it doesn't really matter who steps in for Rangers at this moment in time. It just feels to me that if whoever steps in um, just does the same job and brings their qualities. Uh, so yeah no, I do think they'll go strong and if you're saying it's the same team they played against Benfica Rob I think you're probably right um, I think Steven Gerrard's renowned for that because when we play them um, they seem to stick the same team um, stick to the same team and we play them home and away uh, Eton played against us um, at Rugby Park and then he, he played again against us at Ibrox and they, they stayed the same team so I think you're you're right on that factor oh, Thank you very much Rob, uh, we'll speak more in the next hour when you have the teams. We're going to speak to Davey and Chris now. Back to the Celtic match, which kicks off in five minutes. Uh, Davey, what do you feel for tonight then? We'll bring Rob into this as well. What do you reckon uh, would look like a you know a kind of win for Neil Lennon tonight yeah, to try yeah, and calm I mean, things down? I, I'm certainly not expecting Celtic to win the game. I, I think Milan will win the game. But what uh, I would like to see is, is a performance from the Celtic players that suggests they've got the message that Neil Lennon's job is is arguably hanging by a thread and they hold his future in their hands. And for all the talking newspapers, it's easy to sit in front of the media and say how much you're behind the manager. Go and do it where it counts. And, and that is in the San Siro tonight. Would you say um, you would prefer to see a, a defensive performance rather than an attacking performance then? It's just because of what's happened in the past? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Celtic we'll go and chase this game tonight Chris I, I, the, the one thing that Neil Lennon will want to avoid is a hiding mm -hmm. you know given his current situation I think Celtic will play it very cagey they've got Edward who's quick enough to stretch the game for them if they are sitting mm -hmm. you know behind yeah, the ball yeah. at times um, so yeah I, I think Celtic will play cautiously but but they have they, they've got to show you know it's, it's the old the old word character They've got to show a bit of character. Well, just watching them on the screen there, uh, before the warm-up, you see Scott Brown got them round in the in the huddle um, and he's speaking to them all and giving them words of advice. So I don't know if he does that every game, but you can see that. Maybe he's trying to get that into the group um, and, and breed that out to them into the game. You know, give more characters on the pitch because if there's one thing that Scott Brown does have and his great quality and his character, you know, um, so hopefully that's what you'll be needing, you know, 11 of them on the pitch tonight to get anything from the Milan game. I think you're right. I think 
you know, it's going to be a difficult task against Milan. Um, you know, if it's a 0-0 or you get beat by one goal, um, I think that will be a, a, a relatively good result again for them going into the and having a, a good run in, in the league. Rob, what do you reckon will happen tonight? Well, I, I, th- I think Celtic would settle for a really ugly match tonight, a really ugly performance, a, a performance based on, on being difficult to beat difficult to break down. Not, those are not phrases you, you've been able to use about Celtic in recent times. So if that were to be the case tonight, that would be a major step forward. But bear in mind, this is a Celtic team which has, you know, they've, they've lost 13 group goals in four games already, eight of them against Sparta Prague, who are certainly no world beaters. This is a, a Milan team with still work to be done to clinch their qualification for the next stage. So they've got, they've got something to play for. It's, quite, it's an exciting uh, new look Milan side. It looks to be going places. Yes, they're in the Europa League, but they have Champions League ambitions. It's really dangerous for Celtic if they were to, to lose early on, Davey. If they were, you just fear for Celtic at the moment because of their fragility. If they were to lose a goal early on, they could just crumble again. I, I think you're spot on there, Robin. That, that would be the worry for Neil Lennon tonight, that they lose an early one. And, you know, all the bad thoughts come back into the, the, the players' heads. Because that, and Chris will tell you, that, that's, confidence is such a huge part of football. And, you know, given how fragile the, the, the Celtic players' mentality is at the moment, they've got to get through the first 15, 20 minutes and give themselves a foothold in this game. So yeah. what will it be, Rob? What do you reckon the scoreline will be? I think uh, I think if Cel- a, a narrow defeat, a, a one nil, you know, even even two nil, just mm. just something that 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 retains credibility for Celtic and maybe gives them a tentative little step forward uh, in terms of performance because that sort of result yep. against a, a top Milan side that would be a bit of progress. They need progress. Indeed, Chris Burke, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think you're right in what Dave is saying. I think you need to break the game into sections, even if you want to. You know, I'll just go in two halves. You know, if you go in at half time and you're still in the game, you know, it's now now. I think that'll give belief to the team and realise that they've only got another 45 to do the job. Um, I'm going to put my neck in the line and I'm going to say, you know, now now. Um, I want to, I think Lane Neal will be looking for a, a good reaction for what happened against Ross County um, and in probably games in the past. Uh, so no, I'm going to go for for a zero zero. I know a lot of people might not think that, but I believe that Celtic will turn the corner, um, and I believe that they are one result away from giving themselves belief. Um, and what way to do it is playing at the San Siro against Milan. And if you get a good result there, then they go into the league campaign. As I've said, you know, with all the home games in hand, um, and hopefully getting you know points back in the board. Nil nil. You reckon? I think they would take that now, David. Oh, what Neil, do you think? Neil Lennon would bite your hand off for a draw uh, tonight. Um, I, I'm I'm sorry, I can't agree with you, Chris. Um, I I just want to see the this, the Celtic players show a bit of spark and a bit of respect for their manager tonight. And I I, I think I tend to agree with, with Rob. You know, even if, if Celtic get out of town, a one nil defeat, a two one defeat, but just show something. Just just show that the. All the talk about backing up the manager, this is the time to, to go and prove it on the pitch where it matters. And they're lining up the way you expected? Well, I don't think so. It says no? they're 4-3-3 with That's Frank Pong on the left-hand yeah. side. So, listen, we'll see when the kick-off goes, won't we, what the formation will be. We don't know if that's... Ins- ins- it's yeah. going to be a four. It's, it's, I heard... 
I just heard Neil Lennon's pre-match interview, and, and they are going to be starting with a back four. Although, uh-huh. although he did say that could change depending how things go, but it, but it will start as a back four for for Celtic, uh, uh, and let's hope that that some of Neil Lennon's players show the the hatred of losing that he showed in his in his long and illustrious career. I think he deserves something from those players tonight. Yeah, well, I think that's. Maybe he's, he's thought about playing the three um, with the wide players, the uh, wing-backs. Maybe they're a bit more vulnerable to crosses. So with playing the 4-3-3, three, three, it can revert out of possession into a 4-5-1. So that uh, obviously takes away um, some crossing ability for Milan to do. So, you know, maybe he's thought about that. And again, as you said, you know, that's what he's going with first. You know, so it gives him another option, doesn't it? Um, the playing a 3-5-2 if it's not going right. So... Well, it'll be interesting to see how the game pans out. Rob, thanks. We'll hear from you in the next hour. Yeah, talk to you soon. Cheers, Rob Cheers, McLean Rob. there. He's, he's at Ibrox, but he's picking up the Celtic tactics and mm. how they're actually going to line up. Thanks, Rob. Speak to you soon. News is coming next. The match has kicked off. We'll keep you right up to date. Celtic playing in the green tops, Davey. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, given the, the given choice, trip. I'd always yeah. want to play in the hoops. But um, I wasn't saying Celtic playing in green. I just meant yeah, <laughs> that's what the, I thought the, you were saying. The, the, the all green top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> this this will suit the the back four with Elhamid at right fullback. I think gives Frimpong a bit more license to, to go forward without worrying what he's leaving behind them. Uh, and I think that's that that is a position and a shape that will get the best out of Frimpong. We're back with more after this. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Football show. Let's go. So eight minutes gone. It's AC Milan nil, Celtic nil. Early action, David. Uh, what's been happening, David Proven? Uh, Celtic have had one corner to defend. Apart from that, Paul, it's it's a sparring contest at the moment. The game really has still to settle. Oh. Goal. It's a goal for Celtic. Yep, the AC Milan defender there to try to play out for the back. Um, Rogic nips in, steals it, and. Shifts it right to left, just about 18 yards out, and puts it in the bottom corner. Yeah, 1-0. So my prediction's right out the window. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a gift for Celtic. What a mistake from the Milan defender, but terrific finish from Tom Rogic on his left side. Uh, fewer, fewer better than him. Uh, and he's just tucked it inside the goalkeeper's right-hand post. Terrific start for Celtic. Howler for AC Milan, but Celtic uh, haven't had luck for a long time and Rogic there wasn't going to miss it. That's the confidence that maybe they need, you know. That's the belief, you know. You can see there, you've still got as much as a playing out for them, but the uh, the back AC Milan, you know, going back to the goalkeeper, he tries to play to the centre half, but you've still got four Celtic players, you know, pressing the ball um, and he's made a mistake and Rogic nipped in and capitalised on it. Davy, uh, shut the back door now and try and. What do you well, do? You, now? you know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I suggested Celtic should yeah. try and get through the first quarter of the game, Paul, and give themselves a foothold in the game. They've they've, they've done better than that now. You know, they've, they've got something to hold on to, and hopefully that you know that that should. I mean, if that doesn't do wonders for the confidence, I'm not sure what would. And Chris, it was only a month ago where they started so well uh, in Lille. Yeah, they did. You know, they they, they had a great uh, result against Lille, a top top team who I think are still top of the. The French league, so 
you know oh, that's the thing this is football isn't it it started so well and then it just depreciated from there but uh, great start for them um, maybe they can just break the game up now and just see it out till half time and as Dave said maybe break it into quarters uh, with the four at the back I think that will be a more promising um, way for them to try and keep keep the, the shots away from, from into their goal so yeah no, as you see there they've broke again um, they looked as if they're playing defensively and then you've got the likes of Frimpong and Edward running in behind and they've got a throw in up the pitch and now they're up the pitch and try and play in their half maybe that's what Neil Lennon said to them you know not playing out for them back make sure you play in their half as you see you know Frimpong got the ball now um, he's got a good chance to cut the ball back and he's got a call oh no he's nearly got a call out it and he's keeping the play alive so yeah no Celtic are looking promising at this moment in time from Pong having a not quite a dig from the edge of the box and uh, oh, just it was Rogic again Davy, yeah. and that's just round the post doesn't look to be far away we'll see the replay in a moment in Premier Sports he's got such a terrific left foot I just wonder if Milan have, have done their homework whether they've paid any attention to Tom Rogic because you do not show him onto his left side he's deadly with that left peg yeah he is he's a quality player you know there's one thing that Rogic can have is he can find space anywhere um, and if you give him a little bit of space he's, his end product's really really good um, whether it's slipping some Somebody in for a shot at goal or, cre- or, sco- or scoring a goal from himself and he's just see there great at manipulating in tight spaces and that is very unfortunate he could have, he could have Celtic up here 2-0 in about 9 minutes yeah. um, it's just not, it's actually a similar shot to his first goal only we nearly reached the top corner this one Frimpong involved as well David you spoke about him yeah. sorry Chris in the first hour he's able to so far in the game he's playing further forward he's got a full back behind him you know as I said that takes a lot of defensive pressure off him he can go and do what he does best and that is getting that full backs and getting crosses in the match is on BT Sport Rob will be on later doing Rangers so what a start because Chris we always want you know obviously here in Go Radio Glasgow Zone we want Celtic to do well in Europe and Rangers tonight, both of them. Oh, yeah. Of course you do. You want, you know, all the Scottish teams, no matter if it's Aberdeen or whoever it is, even, you know, Kamarnock at times when so we're even, in there. Even Aberdeen, Motherwell. you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did say, I did say even Kamarnock, and I play for Kamarnock. Um, but no, you want, you know, of course you want them all to do well. Yeah. You know, it helps us for the future. Um, I think because of the ruling, we not get an extra... Extra place for next season. We should have Champions yep. League. Yeah. Champions League. Yep. Yeah, two places, which is uh, great. Yeah. It's yep. great for Scotland, isn't it? You know, and you know, you know, in the summer now we can watch Scotland play, which is excellent. When how many times could we say that we playing in a competitive competition? Um, but no, listen, you want your Scottish teams to do well. You want everyone to do well. Um, you just see Milan there try to play. Out from the back there but they've just went a bit long this time because I think Celtic are still pressing them high and winning the ball in their half um, it's been very promising for Celtic at the very beginning of this 11 minutes gone and you can see you know you've got Edward Frimpong running down the sides and everybody getting up the park um, in their numbers so yeah no I think it's looking good for Celtic this Dave I don't know about you but um, the first 11 to 15 minutes I'm sure Neil Lennon will be delighted yeah. with this well, the, the the goal just makes all the difference. All of a sudden, you know, it's it's, like, it's put thirty thousand volts through the the, the Celtic team. Yeah. It's all of a sudden they're looking far more lively. They're all looking for the ball. Um, much better so far. And Edward, I was going to say that David did look uh, look a different team. I know it's early days. He looked there was no lethargy there the way he's no. chasing the ball out to the wing. Well, uh, yeah. I think it was it was soon, Paul. If Celtic are, are sitting in for for most of this, and you'd expect them to be under pressure, he's he's such a good release. You know, you can knock the ball into the channel and he's quick enough, not, even if he's not winning it, 
to put centre backs under under pressure. He makes defenders turn, and that's what they don't want to do. I think they're relying a lot on. It just seems to me that the game is on the right hand side so much. Um, I don't know if they've they've done their homework and they've said you know get him behind the left back because all the plays coming from the right hand side from Frimpong. Um, you see him in the box now, going to shift it to Edward. Oh, what a chance that is to make it 2-0. The ball get cut back there by Frimpong. Um, great bit of work again, 1-2. Uh, ball gets cut back and I think it was Christy that uh, shoved it on, shifted it on his left foot. And if he just found the corner, it would have been 2-0 there. He's, he's maybe um, been a bit, the ball's been a bit too close to his, his feet and he's just trying to dig it out. And to be fair, if the keeper's there, he saved it. But that could have been a great chance to be 2-0 there for Celtic. Chance to see it again, David Edwards. Yeah, yeah. McGregor. McGregor, yeah. The, Chances don't come much better. I mean, it's it's Callum McGregor who had the. It's on his right foot. I know he's predominantly left footed, but it's a fabulous chance. And it's 2 0. Edward has just scored as we're watching the replay. Uh, Odson Edward in 13 minutes makes it Milan 0, Celtic 2. This is football for you. Who would have ever imagined this? <laughs> Before you know it, you know, Celtic 2 0 up in 13 minutes in, uh, in Milan. Um, Edward, a fantastic finish. It's difficult here to see what really happened. But, you know, again, um, Celtic. Uh, Christie slipping in Edward there breaking the line of the defence and I love this, that's what he does best isn't it eloquently just dinks it over the the diving goalkeeper into the back of the net 2-0 what a start for Celtic this is lovely little disguised reverse pass from Ryan Christie to, to get him in Milan's right back trying to step up looking for offside Edward well onside still had it all to do and you know had the coolness just to, to dink the goalkeeper fabulous start here for Celtic Ibrahimovic watches from the stand so 14 minutes gone long way to go but Celtic are two up in the San Siro against AC Milan Rangers tonight playing Standard Liège an 8 o'clock kick-off and uh, Rob will be bringing that match in BT Sport so so far so good but as uh, Stephen Gerrard says just take it easy stay humble let's see what happens but uh, 14 and a half minutes gone what a start uh, Davy. what do they do now? Celtic too. I, I think they just uh, continue doing what they are doing and that's good numbers behind the ball um, playing a, a counter-attacking game and with Edward you know in the mood up front it, it's it's a perfect scenario for the striker you know Celtic defending in depth here and Milan having to come on now chase the game to a certain extent and, and they're going to leave themselves open at times This is a new test for Celtic now 2-0 um, up uh, can they what they've probably not been great at this season is not conceding goals, um, defending your box well when needed. Uh, so this is definitely a new test for Celtic. 2-0 up against Milan, a good side. You're going to get tested now. Um, they're going to come at you, as you said. And then, as you know, David said, you know, can they then break in the counter-attack? We'll find out in the next uh, hour or so. So Celtic are two up in Milan. What about Rangers? Stephen Gerrard speaking about uh, Alan McGregor and uh, also about the European ambitions of uh, Rangers. And he was speaking about Standard Liège in tonight's match before uh, he went to the stadium today. Expect them to play a back five again. Having said that, we have seen them play oh. with a back four. We also know Bacardi, who plays in the middle of the back three, likes to step into midfield and it almost becomes a four. We know a lot about this team and what they do in terms of systems and formations. It's a case of let's wait and see what team they decide in terms of the 11, in terms of personnel. Uh, if I was a better man, which I'm not, I assume they're going to go for a back five again. 
Yep, so Stephen Gerrard there uh, looking for... Yep, we're live again. Uh, we're just looking to see. You haven't missed anything in the last few <laughs> moments. We're debating how it will go as Milan come forward. But uh, it's headed away. Frimpong back uh, defending uh, Celtic... Two up after 16 minutes, uh, guys. Uh, uh, Scott really Brown. Comfortable. Yeah, they, they do, do don't they? Look really yeah. comfortable. Um, you know, they're, they're playing out from the back now. You know, Milan are trying to high press as well. Um, what I've noticed since, you know, the pandemic is that the, the game just flows end to end. Um, you know, it's like basketball sometimes. Why is that? I, don't, I really don't know I, I just don't know if teams just play more freely um, you know they just want to, to go forward more um, you've got probably midfielders that are attacking that maybe shouldn't be attacking instead of just sitting in a position you've got you know the full backs maybe attacking a little bit more but it just seems to be a bit maybe the recovery from the opposition players isn't as much um, you know, it, it just seems to be that. You know, that's why you need the fans back because the fans do, you know, bring a lot to football. You know, not just you know winning football matches, drawing football matches, and losing football matches. They actually, you know, they make the performance better, in, in my opinion. Chris, where do you stand on it? Some people feel it helped Rangers in the early part of the season, not having the fans maybe uh, on their back after last year. Although there's there's been nothing really to be on the backs of the Rangers players. But do you think they've benefited from? That, that lack of pressure from fans you would probably have to ask the players that have yep. they coped with that better um, you know would they be playing the way they're playing if they did have fans that is a great unknown isn't it I think it would be a bit disrespectful for me to say that they would um, because I think Stephen Gerrard over the seasons has been building something and is it now coming to fruition so um, it's very difficult only I can say is what what I see and what I feel when I play um, at the very beginning it was great now is a little bit of a lull, you know, everybody's wanting the fans back, etc. But at the same time, I have to be very weary in what I say yeah. um, because there's people that are losing businesses and are watching football players playing in this football pitch here and, and um, they're struggling to pay the mortgage, etc. So, you know, we would love fans back, wouldn't we? We see that actually in England, it's happening at this moment in time. So, you know, maybe we might see it um, in the next coming months. You just see Celtic, they're breaking again. Yeah. You know, they actually look a threat every time they attack um, and they're defending well in numbers. I think this 4 3 3 has worked really well for them in the 18 20 minutes gone here. Because um, as I said, it can go into a 4 5 1. They're narrowing the space. Um, at the same time, you've got an, helping with an overload in the side when you've got a, a full back and a wide player, you know, as well, David, playing there. You know, you can help your full back out more, especially when you're playing wing back. It's very difficult yeah. to get out and help your wing back absolutely yeah I, I mean the way Milan are playing they're all over the place at the back mm-hmm. they, they really look stunned Celtic Celtic could have the job done here by half time the way yeah. this game's going yeah they've just won the ball again they, they look as if they've ran out of ideas already and it's too much, too early to say but it's a great start and as I said you know Lax out now breaking um, you've got Christie you've got Edwards you've got Frimpong up the pitch and that's what I was looking for you know you've still got McGregor um, and Brown just marshalling that midfield um, but they look really comfortable playing you know if it's not on they'll play out again Milan this is the one thing I say you know is they're passing better than they're pressing at this moment in time Celtic's passing's better than Milan's pressing and if, if I'm honest you know Celtic's pressing's better than Milan's passing as it was evident to see in the, in the goal the first goal against you know against them for Rogic to score 2-0 Celtic with, uh, what's that, 22 minutes gone in the San Siro. Are you sorted for Christmas, guys? Just about, yeah. yeah. 
think that's no. a no, Chris. Okay. Is the shops home? I don't buy yeah. online. I don't know. Well, here's something that somebody could win. Visit thisisgo.co.uk for a chance to win the ultimate gift for the football fan in your life in time for Christmas. You've each got them. Up for grabs, we've assigned Rangers top and assigned Celtic top. Enter online now and you could be making someone else's Christmas. It must be quite a thing for you, uh, Chris, when you joined Rangers and uh, wearing that jersey and playing, what, 100-odd games yeah, yeah. for Rangers. Uh, and European football, must was that the pinnacle? Oh, of course. You know, there's, you know, you take things for granted when you're younger yeah. as well. Um, what age were you when you went to I'm Rangers? sure David would say. I would, yeah. I, obviously, I was there at youth team level uh-huh. um, yeah. and I broke through and remember the programme Blue Heaven. Um, yeah. That that was the 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 film does for a, f- a full season and in that season I broke through into the first team so yeah. it was great it was a g- it was great for me um, but European nights are amazing you know that Champions League sound as well when you're standing there and you hear that um, you do take that for granted I thought this is going to happen every every season <laughs> for me um, and before you know it I was playing at Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. Celtic had another chance there, Frimpong, uh, the cross though, could have been better, Davey. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, go back to what I said, you know, the, the way this game's going, Celtic could be out of sight here mm-hmm. very shortly. Milan are all over the place at the back, can't cope. I think maybe they've shown a bit of, maybe a lack of respect to Celtic just because of the run of form that they're in. Yep. Maybe it's actually through them with the formation, Davey. You know, you know what it's like yeah. when you when you organise your team to play against a 3-5-2 or whatever formation, then you go out there and then they're playing a different formation you know what it's like when they've planned all, all training sessions to deal with that um, maybe they'll need to try and get the message across to say that they, um, they might change formation or they might have to change personnel on the pitch a little bit I, th- I think the Rogic and Chris they are, are, are just so clever yeah. so mm-hmm. inventive yeah. and you know if you're odds on Edward and you're always looking for the early ball in behind defenders uh, Rogic and, and Chris they are the men to provide that yeah. And terrific so far. I just noticed there when uh, Fring Pong was on the attack and El Ahmed ran round him. Um, when he played him in, Fring Pong didn't then go into support as much. He, he checked his shoulder behind him. So maybe that's another thing that helps with the four at the back. You know, if one attacks, then the other person on the side makes sure he just sits in and marshals that and makes sure that they don't get done in the counter attack. Because um, as, as we've seen in Celtic in recent times, that They've actually been done in the counter attack a few times, but Celtic have just gave away a a, a free kick there, you know, twenty two um, yards out, and Christie's got booked. Um, we are a rough challenge as a booking, I think, but maybe that's the sort of uh, character, as you said, David, you're looking for. You know, I know it's a, a foul in a dangerous area, but you can see his intent there to to let him know that where he is in the game. You know, yeah, you would you would never doubt Ryan Christie, and you're right, it is a booking, but it's the type of commitment that that Neil Lennon needs from his players tonight. He, he takes nothing of the ball, and it's in a really dangerous area. It's just about dead centre, mm-hmm. and you know, Barkas, he's going to struggle to see this ball being struck. Yeah, you just need to know if. Um... It's a difficult one in these situations there because sometimes it's too close for you to get it up and over the wall. Um, it does look as if it's going to be maybe a right footer. Um, as Barkas is to the left-hand side and the wall's to the right-hand side, uh, 22 yards out, 25 yards out, um, steps up, yep, right footer, over the wall, goal. Barkas stranded, you know, that's... He's in the middle of the goal there. I don't. He should have been to one side, maybe. I'll need to see it again. But... 2-1 um, that's what happens in, in uh, European football as we spoke about there uh, Paul you know it's 
clinical, ruthless. You know, that's the first time Milan have had a look as if they were going to be a threat. You know, Christie gives away a, a free kick. I, I don't get yep. why Barkas doesn't yeah. move for this. Yeah. I, I don't get it at all. I think in ref- that's his side. Of, that's his side of the yeah. goal he's looking after because the wall is looking after the right hand side of the goal. Goalkeeper's responsible for the left hand side of the goal, and he's beaten to his left without even moving. Yeah, you would ask the question of, you know, why are you not defending the one side of the goal? You know, as you said, you 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 put your wall up for a reason to defend one side of the goal, and then your job is to defend the other side of the goal. Um, neither of that has happened. He uh, stood in the middle, so maybe he'll be looking at maybe he should have um, sorted his wall out a little bit better. I, I think he almost had he almost had two walls here. I think he was desperate to see the ball being struck. And it gives obviously if the goalkeeper sees the ball being struck, mm-hmm. he's got a good idea where it's going because of the, the the body shape of the guy who's taking the free kick. Yeah, no, oh, but he, he just didn't move. Yeah, he didn't move. Uh, but he, I think you know he'll be disappointed with that. But the only thing I could see about him is because there was a left footer and a right footer on it. Then how does he place the ball? You know, maybe he's done his homework and they thought maybe it's all the time the left footer takes it. Uh, but you're right in saying that you have to maybe die for it or move for it as Milan now I've gave them a bit of belief they're on the attack but defended well again by Celtic as they defend the cross but I think it's maybe offside yep the boy gets slipped down through the left hand side to cross the ball but yeah Celtic hold the line well um, and stop the attack but now they're on the attack and the left hand side again and they'll cut back goal 2-0 2-0 they were winning Celtic now it's 2-2 in the space of what 3 minutes cut back from the left hand side um, I don't know what happened there I would have to see back if had they, lo- they must have lost the ball if they had a free kick um, just before that um, ball cut back the number 7 scores for Milan Celtic probably don't defend um, their box that well with the cut back yep, yep. the cut back comes and it's a scrimmage in the, in the middle um, and this number seven's the, the quickest there to react and he just puts it in the roof of the net and Barkas has no chance Wow, Davey. I mean, it's yeah. a really good. Yeah. First of all, Neil Lennon would be disappointed. Milan get to the byline really easily. The, the cut back is into a really good area. Fortunate Castillejo, it just drops to his left foot. You know, Celtic, you, you wouldn't say anyone was out of position. There's three yeah. or four players around the ball, Chris, and it just broke for the yeah. ball. The cut back, the only thing I would say is, you know, Neil Lennon spoke about it. Are the players trying a little bit too hard? Mm. Because you had four players there going for the one ball. Um, you know, maybe the def- the centre half or the midfielder coming on it should clear it. You know, not the all of the four of them try to defend that one ball and maybe stay in your position. So, uh, oh, I would have to say maybe that's a, an aspect that they would maybe have to look at. But two two, what a game! Eh? Wow. Yeah, it was a good start for me. This is the first time I've ever done this. Well done, <laughs> and and you're doing well. Two two, the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. With Paul Cooney, Chris Burke and Davy Proven, it's Milan 2, Celtic 2 and a great chance there for Celtic just a moment ago, Chris. It was, um, you know, you see Christy there on the break, you know, you had Edward running in, you had Rodrich running in the box, um, you had Frimpong at the back post, I think Christy will be a little bit disappointed in his delivery because if he just finds him he could then have a clean strike at goal, um, but it just misses him and goes out for a bye kick for Milan, but this game is end to end, honestly Paul, it's end to end, just before that you know, Milan had another chance with a cut back again, but the, this time Celtic defended it really well, um, Ayer then just clearing at the front post. The, the game is so open and, and for me I think it will be more open than Neil Lennon will want it to be 
You know, I, I yeah. think the idea tonight was for Celtic to stay compact and get up and down the pitch as a unit. The games become really stretched. Yeah, they were they were compact and they, they were and then, like yeah, great. They, they initially, and then they lost that goal, and then it just seemed as if it, it shook them up a bit. You know, it gets shake. You know, you see Milan smelt blood, um, and they lost their way a little bit. They will just have to tell themselves now that it's still a draw, two-two, uh, still a good result, um, and just try and find a way back into this game, um, and just try and break up play. Because at this moment in time, if there's a team that's going to score a th- um, to make it three-two, it does look as if it might be Milan. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be a kind of a Lille performance now and result, Chris, rather than the Sparta Prague. Oh, yeah. of course. Um, I th- that's you know Neil Lennon, um, as David said, well, just it's a bit too open for him. And yeah. um, there's one thing that Celtic want to do is just to be compact at the beginning they were, and now it's just got a little bit free for all for this moment in time. Um, but Milan are a good side, you know. It just shows that they're two 0 down at home and the resilience that they can have to just go put it back to two two. Um, you know, you see Celtic now try to defend the numbers in their own half. Um, let's see if they can defend this area now. Yep. So they've they've snuffled it out in their own half um, down the side of the pitch. It looks as if they're trying to utilise this left hand side Milan um, yeah. of Celtic, uh, don't they're, they? They're getting, a lot, getting a lot of joy. In behind Celtic's right back position, yeah. El Hamid at times exposed. I think at times tucking in um, when he should just be picking up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was him, I'd say for the next 10, 15 minutes to Frimpong, just sit in front of me, give me a little bit mm-hmm. of protection here. Yep, that's when you manage the game, then, isn't it, Dave? You know, when you're 2 you're two nil up, and then before you know it's 2 2, yeah. you know, just get back in, you know, defend it for 10 minutes, find your way again. Um, and then you'll maybe then get yourself back into this game but you just see there that's where Edward's qualities is the ball just get played up he was isolated a lovely turn and then can start the counter attack and Milan are in again a great chop by the seven in the box just over the bar corner deflected um, yeah it just looks every time that Milan attack now as if they've got a chance ball gets played into the box high a little flick on inside the box um, the number seven tries to you know he had a lovely little bit of shift you know he's chopped it he's chopped Lacks out, lacks out, goes to ground, but he gets up in time just to, you know, deflect it over the bar. And they've got a set play now, a corner for Milan. And this is where Celtic have been known to be most vulnerable. Um, been can they defend this set play well? What I've really noticed is, is that Celtic are bringing everyone back for the corners. Um, I don't know if they've done that in the past or that's something that Neil Lennon's um, put to this game. It's come off the bar there and uh, Barkas touched it. It's uh, another tough night for the goalkeeper, isn't it? He's going to be under so much pressure now and I think they've uh, they've sensed that as uh, Milan come forward again, David. He, he does not look a £5 million goalkeeper, Paul. We've got to be brutally honest yeah. about this. Um, and, you know, I, I hate to re- repeat myself, but, you know, Celtic could have had David Marshall for nothing. Uh, he'd have probably walked up the, the M6 or the M1 <laughs> to, to yeah. sign as well and they've spent £5 million on a goalkeeper who's still to show what he's capable of it's that, That's the thing, you know we talk about Celtic's recruitment and you could have probably have got David Marshall um, fantastic goalkeeper um, for free uh, obviously from wages but sometimes, you know football clubs at that level look to be seen to be doing something um, to show the club uh, how to progress but it's not obviously been the greatest start for Barkas in his career at Celtic, 
but they do see something in him. You know, the, you have the uh, Stevie Woods as a, the goalkeeping coach. He must see something in him. You know, he, they do their homework. So you would like to think that. But who would who would sign him, Chris? Would it be Nicky Hammond, who's in charge of recruitment, or would Stevie Woods, yeah. given that it's a specialist position, would he be sent to watch him? Yeah. Who, who makes who makes uh, the that's decision? The thing. Yeah, that that's what I don't know. It's Celtic who does make the decision. That, you know, that's the other part of it with Celtic. You have to look at. You know, as much as Neil Lennon's getting all of the flack. Um, sometimes you have to look higher above Neil Lennon um, because you know I think the 2019 season they lost a lot of players a lot of core players you know I was looking at it and uh, I heard uh, John Hughes and um, Alan Stubbs talking about it's all about recruitment um, you know they, they missed players you know in 2009 before the 2019-20 season when they won the league you know they, they lost you know Benkovic they lost Izagiri they lost Tierney you know they lost Lustig they lost Yata, um, they are you know core players, the defensive core players um, for Celtic um, that that are you could arguably say could be their back four. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. You know sometimes you know then Neil Lennon's having to then you know do do his own you know training sessions to to bed the team in again and, and make them deliver um, what they've delivered in the past with a whole new defensive line and that's maybe why he's went to the back three with the, the wing backs um, I don't know Dave I don't know about you I don't know how the recruitment really works at Celtic um, but sometimes you know and it doesn't always come from the manager um, the yeah. players yeah. sometimes well, the final say is is a higher above Neil, Neil Lennon won't have time to go and watch players mm-hmm. he won't have time uh, you know given the amount of games that Celtic it's are committed to yeah absolutely uh, you know playing twice a week continually so that I would imagine would be Nicky Hammond's job to go and watch players. I, th- I imagine Neil Lennon would sit down and say, we need this and mm-hmm. this and this, and it would be up to Nicky Hammond to go and find the right player. A free kick from, what, 35 yards out? It's going to test the goalkeeper, but it's way up and way over. Talking of goalkeepers, it's a huge night for Alan McGregor. He will overtake Barry Ferguson's record. It'll be 83 European outings for the goalkeeper. Here's his manager speaking about the record. Alan deserves to, to break this record. I'm really pleased for him. We're, we're all proud of him here. He's never, ever let us down. He's someone who we're extremely happy with. And I think to take the record off someone uh, like Barry Ferguson, who's got an incredible legacy here at the club, I think it should be a proud day for both. I'm sure Alan will be very grateful to, to take the baton from, from Barry. Um, but I'm sure Barry will be very proud as well because they played together and um, two fantastic servants for the club. And you see, Davey, you know how important that goalkeeping position is. And when you've got somebody really solid and exceptional like Alan McGregor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people felt that Alan McGregor would have been on the slide ah. when he left Rangers. Yeah. And I can understand why he did leave when Charles Green took over. He was one of a number of players. Went away to, to Turkey, I think. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. But I know when he came back to Hull City and yeah. I, I saw him playing for Hull City, people there were amazed at how good he was were they? Yeah. at Hull City. And I think Stephen Gerrard himself would have been surprised when he started to see Alan McGregor regularly just how good he was. And he actually kept David Marshall out the whole city team because he was they had two right. goalkeepers, yeah. which is um, excellent to see that they actually yeah. had two fantastic goalkeepers at Hull City. Though, but he's been terrific, uh, McGregor. You said a lot of people might have thought that, um, and he's maybe surprised himself maybe that he's lasted this long. Um, but he's terrific. He deserves everything he gets. He's and I don't see him retiring anytime soon or not being being the number one shot. You know, mm. what happens next season? Um He'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, well he will be there, but you know, will, will Steven Gerrard look to replace him? I oh, don't yeah. think so. I really don't. I think he'll still be number one. Yeah. 
John McLaughlin did well early in the season, but he didn't have that much to do, which has been the story of the season. It's still uh, Milan 2, Celtic 2. Milan with an effort there. That they're trying from what that's 35 yards out again, Chris. Yeah, no, they, they, listen, um, since it's, they've been 2-0 down, they've had a really good reaction, Milan. Um, I don't know if maybe they've changed, or, you know, the, the, the manager's changed a little bit of their formation and tweaked in personnel or whatever, but um, yeah, they've got a good reaction from being 2-0 down. Uh, they've... They've definitely looked like the team that are going to score and a shot outside the box. It didn't trouble any um, Barca's. It was way wide, but um, this game is 2-2. Celtic just have to realise now that it's still a draw. Um, try and get in before half-time, David, you think? 2-2 still a good result? Yeah, I think Neil Lennon would be quite happy to get them in 2-2. Tell them how well they mm-hmm. did in the earlier part of the game and tell them to try to stay a bit more compact. You know, when the, when the game gets stretched, I think that's when Milan looked the better side. Yeah, you're right. I think, you know, there's one thing um, that Celtic have maybe been questionable of and is a counter-attack um, and just obviously leaking goals that way and in penalties, you know, and defending your box well and being cute inside your box as, as well as being aggressive. But no, the I think Neil Lennon, I think you're right. I think he'll come in and he'll, you know what Neil Lennon's like, he's a great motivator. He'll bring belief back into the squad um, into the team in this game and we've, we've been 2-0 at them in the space of what, under 15 minutes but they had chances they actually had chances yeah, to go did. 3 and maybe they even did. 4 you were right in saying that you know they could have had this game yeah. dead and buried it just shows you you know at this level you <laughs> you take things for granted and, and it just it, it, it does punish you but they seem to know that Celtic have found their way a little bit back you know they're starting to play in, in Milan's half um, Frimpong's been a little bit of a threat on the right hand side they're getting a lot of passes together um, Milan are now having to defend in, in their in their half um, and they seem to be dominating possession it seemed to be you know a little bit like when Brendan Rodgers was the manager you know dominating possession in their half um, and just being patient and playing that one extra pass as you see there a great ball slipped into the half space there with Christie who plays it down the line to El Hamid and puts a cross in and now Celtic have a corner um, uh, 41 minutes gone Players want the ball tonight David just looking at it they yeah. do look more confident more energetic yeah, than they have been Absolutely and I think Chris made the, the point earlier on I, I don't think Milan gave Celtic any respect in the first part of this game I yeah. think Milan looked as if this is going to be a stroll for us you know we've, we won in Glasgow we'll win here and I, th- I think they've been caught out majorly by how well Celtic played in the early part of the game it's a good ball in now um, short corner um, Christie then puts it in from a deeper position swung in and um, Ayer nearly at the back post um, gets a shot away but gets cleared and when it gets cleared I think I see here now um, it gets played back out McGregor recycles the ball edge of the box and has a good strike anywhere else it could have went in but it went straight to the goalkeeper and now Milan have possession in their own half playing out from the back That was a real chance Davey for Callum yeah, McGregor Yeah, he took a great first touch to you know to give himself the, the time and the space and he struck it pretty well if anything he probably struck it too well straight yeah. at the goalkeeper that's the ones where you just want to you know go off it and yeah. it bounces <laughs> takes a couple of bounces or a deflection that goes in um, always never seem to score that goal always seems to be a number 9 that's good at scoring that goal um, I've never ever done that before in my, no. my career I don't know about you Davey Oh, I sclaffed a few. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Province sclaffs it again. <laughs> no. I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? It is now. Is it? <laughs> 
Um, shall we get the birthday boy his uh, birthday cake in soon? It was uh, your birthday yesterday. Oh, it's I see your the, birthday the, now. They've got the catapult cake there for you. So we don't know when to open it because Celtic, we're two up. It's 2 2. We're just two and a half minutes away from half time. And uh, Celtic, as you say, Chris and Davey, coming back into it again now. Maybe. Can yeah. they make it to half time? I think two teams have realised that as well. But again, they are trying to Milan are trying to exploit that right hand side um of of Celtic. Uh, you see it they were trying to then get a cross in and uh, go past Frimpong, I think it was, but it, it blocked it really well. Um Milan now have possession and Celtic's half albeit, you know, deep um quite high up in Celtic's half. They've just tried a diagonal to the right hand side again where he's free. I don't know if El Mohamed and Frimpong having an argument there. Um, it switched way, you know, right hand side to left hand side for Milan. Um Frimpong and Al Hamed lacking communication of who picks him up. And he just gets inside the box and you know, they do recover, um, but that's obviously something they'll need to address at half time, David. Yeah, I mean I am I'm, I'm with Frimpong Pong here because Ohio's narrow when he doesn't need to be narrow. It's not as if he's picking mm-hmm. up. The the ball is on into the wide area and that's exactly where Alhamid should be. Yeah, so I think you know you have to realise when you play right back and left back, you still have to defend the wide player. Um, there's only so much you can help with the centre halves. There comes a point where if it's your man that scores, then it's your responsibility. Well, centre backs will always be pulling full backs yeah. in for cover, won't they? Yeah, they they'll, will. They'll, they'll, they'll do it continually. Yeah. But the, the full back He's got to look after his own passing exactly. times. Exactly, you, know, you have to what... do your job yeah. first. You know, first and foremost, do your own job. And now, because of that, uh, they've gave away two corners. They've defended them well, right enough. Edward and as you see, Frimpong, there, yeah. Frimpong there, nearly in a counter-attack. Um, Edward picked up the ball, plays it down Frimpong's side. And then the goalkeeper comes rushing out. Good anticipation with the goalkeeper and clears it for a throw-in. Because Frimpong is fast, so that goalkeeper yeah. must be fast as well. It shows you how open this game is, Chris, uh, isn't it? It is very yeah. open. And um, so Edward back in the goal line and affects the clearance, which becomes a great pass for Frimpong. 30 seconds left Chris Burke can they hang on till half time 2-2 well you would like to hope so you can see again it's like basketball it's end to end and now Milan again down the left hand side play it um, but just a little bit too much um, in front of the player and he's just you know that slide tackle to stop it for a bye kick puts it out for a a throw in uh, very very deep in Celtic's right hand side Mohamed for me is missing there again that's Nurbitten who who had to come out there to Mm. to try and win that ball Um, I, I, I don't know it does not look like someone who's comfortable at right back tonight. Yeah, well, maybe Neil Lennon will be talking about that at half time. You know, I'm sure he'll be addressing that. You know, the right hand side. It, but the problem is, is they've probably been more effective in the right hand side, Celtic, an attack, um, and then there comes a flaw in that, doesn't there? The deficiencies where there's, is there too much space in the attack? Where now they've got that defensive duty in the left hand side that they're not doing well enough. But yeah, no, listen. Neil Lennon will be delighted with this you know there's only one minute of stoppage time to get played Milan now playing it out from the back the goalkeeper you know playing like a sweeper um, but Celtic are, are pressing numbers um, trying to play a quick 1-2 there um, down the left hand side again and now Celtic breaking the counter attack with winning the ball um, Frimpong yep oof it's a good tackle um, by the Milan Certainly left yes, back yep. I think um, now Celtic got a throw in in Milan's half and yep. I think 2-2 two is a Desmond. A great start. That's it. It is a Desmond. It's 2 2. <laughs> That's half time. We're back with Chris Burke and Davy Proven and me, Paul Cooney, after this. 2 2 at half time. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. 
the Go Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Chris Burke and Davey Proven. At halftime in the San Siro, it's AC Milan 2, Celtic 2. Davey Proven, what do you make of the first half? Well, it was an absolute dream start for Celtic to go 2-0 up. They could have been 3 or 4 up. The, the game could have been over. Uh, make no mistake about that, but they've, they've allowed Milan back into the game, defending, particularly in the, the right-back position for Celtic, has been all over the place. Uh, and Milan are back in the game and look the more likely side at the moment but Neil Lennon will be saying if you give me what you give me in the first 15 minutes we'll be fine here Rogic and Edouard putting Celtic 2 up after 14 minutes and it could have been more Chris Burke yes no it could have been more Davies totally right um, that's what happens when you play at this level you can get before you know it you're 1-2-0 and now it's 2-2 but listen on reflection I think Neil Lennon would see more positives and negatives in this uh, I think even though it's a uh, 2-2 I think Celtic could actually go on and win the game I believe they can the second half if they keep a performance like that and you know be a bit more defensively solid when Milan are attacking especially down the right hand side well Hamid but no listen I think <laughs> looking back to the Ross County game and now this game I think it's a totally different match well it's a commentator's dream isn't it With uh, and for the neutral tonight uh, 2-2 uh, it's a great match to watch very open what's going to happen for Celtic in the second half uh, Rangers will kick off in just over an hour and uh, Rob McLean will be covering it too on uh, BT Sport tonight Rob 2-2 at half time here any news uh, on the Celtic lineup? did you get it right that's the question we're asking yeah the, the Rangers lineup, up as predicted I noted I noticed yeah. a, a slight surprise in your voice but yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it is it is, a, it is the Rangers team Paul that we thought it would be it's the team that, that uh, drew with Benfica here at Ibrox last week so it's Alan McGregor and goals uh, on his 83rd European appearance James Tavernier Connor Goldson Leon Balligan and Borna Barisic Stephen Davis Glenn Kamara Scott Arfield are the midfield three Kemar Roof on the right, Ryan Kent on the left, and Alfredo Morelos uh, through the middle. Uh, in terms of uh, standard Liège, uh, they are four players different from the one that drew with uh, Anderlecht at the weekend. They've not got a great record away from home. Their backs are against the wall. They need to, they need to win this tonight to have any remote possibility of qualifying. Uh, Rangers just have to keep on doing what they've been doing. Um, I've watched it, as you have, one of the strangest uh, 45 minutes I can recall. Uh, it, lo it looked for Milan at times, um, Chris and Davey, like it was a, like it was a training exercise. And, and I think the moment that, that annoyed me most in the first half on Celtic's behalf was, was the crazy concession of that free kick. I didn't know where Milan were coming back into the game from at that stage. Uh, that lunging challenge from Ryan Christie just presented them with the, the free kick, the chance to get in. And, of course, the, the complexion has changed since then. But had you offered Neil Lennon 2-2 halfway through, I'm sure he'd have accepted that. Chris? Yeah, no, for sure. You're right, yeah. Rob. Um, and well done in your team selection at Rangers I never had a doubt in my mind <laughs> I think you thought we were best no we knew you would Rob uh, yep. never in my doubt did I ever think you'd get that wrong thank you for your unstinting support <laughs> <laughs> uh, no you're, you're right in saying that um, giving the free kick away as much as I said you know it's, it's shown great intent and desire and character that you're looking for Celtic sometimes you need to be a little bit cute in that area um, he was very he was inches away from winning the ball but um, you know giving a, a free kick away like that especially if they probably knew that, that Milan were dangerous and, and and set plays and free kicks, free kick specialists, but 
it was just interesting to see what did you think about the the goalkeeper situation with the free kick um yeah did, did, did well you... i mean i'm i'm st- i'm still waiting for Vasilas Barkas to make a big save I mean, it was funny. As I was watching it, I actually uttered those words to the people I was watching it with, and I just said, you know, um, he, he hasn't been guilty of, of anything too massive no. in, in terms of gaffes, blunders, howlers, but he just hasn't made a big save. He's a four and a half, five million pound goalkeeper. I'm waiting for this big save. Uh, and, and I think you can, you can ask all sorts of questions about his setup at the free kick but but just generally I just don't have the belief with Fraser Forster you knew that that his next big save was never going to be too far away he would do something that would bail Celtic out and it would turn a game around I don't see that with Barkas so that's an area of the team from which I I think Celtic are getting little or no inspiration at the moment Davy, what does the manager do there at the goalkeeper? Because it, it, you thought that was maybe his chance to make a great save and he just he hardly yeah, moved. Yeah, I mean, Neil, Neil Lennon has to bite the bullet um, and play who he considers to be his best keeper. And at the moment, it's not Barkas, that's for sure. Mm. The thing is, like I said before, it's difficult when sometimes you're away from home. I don't know if this is his first time being in, playing in a different league. Um mm. But, you know, you're a different environment. Sometimes it does take time to, to adapt to the new league, you know, your new teammates. You know, you don't know if he's got a family where he has to yep. um, take his kids to school, find a new school, etc., learn a new language. You know, I, I know I'm making a little bit of excuses for him, but the only one thing is that Celtic in this moment in time don't have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, and that's probably the issue at this, mo- this moment. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a brutal business, isn't it? You know, that, that I'm, I'm sure... All those sorts of factors can come into it. Of course they can. There's a human side to this. You know, the guy maybe has, hasn't settled. But the, I just see that there being such a, an extreme between what Celtic had last season in Fraser Forster and they're juggling at the moment between Bain and Barkas. They're both making mistakes. Neither is looking totally convincing. And it's such an important position. And again, you, you know, it's not looking across the city. You do that generally and compare Celtic and Rangers. And you compare the goalkeeping position. And tonight, Alan McGregor is making his 83rd European appearance at the age of 38. Yeah. And that is a position about which Davy. Uh, Stephen Gerrard has no worries whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do think on reflection now, Peter Law will, will feel he should have given Craig Gordon a fraction of the £5 million he spent on Barkas to keep him at the club. You're talking about big saves, you know, keepers keepers who make big saves. And Craig Gordon, again, was a bit like yeah. Fraser Forster. You know, come at the moment, invariably he would come up with a big save. Sometimes you need and, to and, remember... And, 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 yep. Yeah, so, sorry, Chris, I was just going to say... and. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say, and David Marshall's another one. Now, you know, you might say with the benefit of hindsight and all that, but the clubs, there are people at football clubs who are paid to run recruitment. That yep. means being aware of who's available. David Marshall was available on a free transfer. That's right. We were just talking about that a few minutes ago, Rob, and uh, that's one of those things that the post-mortem of this season for Celtic may be what went wrong last summer with the recruitment or the retention of goalkeepers as well. So your match though tonight, Chris, Davey, Rob, what do you think? Uh, what are you looking for at the match tonight, Chris? What should we look out for for Rangers? <sighs> I just think it'll be much of the same if I'm yeah. honest I don't see anything changing I don't know about you David I don't know about anybody else you Rob if you're still on the line but yes, yeah. I just feel yeah. as if I know what I'm going to get with Rangers at this moment in time yeah. um, they played yeah. their best football in Europe I think what I, I will be looking at is 
if they get you know two goals up you know by 60 minutes three goals if they do um, or they're comfortable then they'll be looking to maybe make some good substitutions um, and rotate because I've looked at their fixtures after it and the next three the next four games are away from home um, so it's a lot you know one of them is travelling um, to play Poznan but the next three whole, uh, three games in the league are all away so is he looking to then rotate? Davey? I mean, yep. I think you put your finger on the button there. I mean, it will be, you know, Stephen Gerrard will want absolutely no change in anything. He hasn't changed the team from last week. Obviously, he's changed it massively from the weekend because it was a, a shadow side against Falkirk in the League Cup. But he's gone back to, to a position of, of strength. And, it, and I think, I think Davey, one of the things that's impressed me most about Rangers this season is how they, how they operate out of possession. I mean, the, the energy, the work rate, uh, the, the desire to get the ball back I mean it's, it screams out at you at the moment doesn't it from Rangers yeah, performance Yeah I mean I, I think there's a lot of hard work and a lot of hard hours going in in the, the training ground to, to get Rangers to, to where they are now Rob um, and you know where they and let's be honest they collapsed the, the players were an absolute disgrace last season the way they collapsed there is no sign that that is likely to happen this season. And that, that doesn't happen by accident. It happens by long, long hours on the training ground. So, Rob, what's your prediction tonight? You'll be commentating. What's going to happen? Yeah. I will. I think Rangers will win 2-0 and qualify for the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. Chris Burke. Yeah, I'm saying 3-0, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see a couple of substitutions with that. Yeah. Morellis getting in the score sheet. He's been last season in Europe. He was great. Not so many goals this season, but he loves the European matches. Yeah, no, he does. He loves the European stage, doesn't he? Um, he just loves scoring goals as well. Um, sometimes you can see when he gets taken off, he's a little yeah. bit in a huff and he's yeah. not scored his goal um, as any yeah. number nine's like. Uh, but that's the difference, isn't it? Last season, they were relying so much on Morelos. Yep. You know, this season, you yep. know, you could mention so many players from that midfield and the attacking midfield that, are, that could score tonight. You know, you've got the likes of Arfield, you know, Kent, you know, Arribo. Um, and Morelos as well and then you've still got the likes of Tavernier that can pop up and Goldson that can pop up from a set play Davey what do you reckon tonight? Well Standard Liège have to win the game yeah. and I think that will suit Rangers they have to come on to Rangers and I think that will leave them open I, I think Rangers will win by a couple Rob enjoy the match and let's hope tomorrow night at 5 along with Barry and Si and myself we're talking about uh, two good results for the Glasgow teams in Europe Yeah, yeah absolutely good talking to you you too, Cheers, Rob. Rob. Thanks very much to Rob. Um, yeah, Rangers so consistent. Good luck to Rangers tonight against Standard Liège. They've got to, Liège would have to win both ga- games to have any chance, wouldn't they? Whereas yeah, Rangers mm-hmm. just need one point. Yeah, yeah, one one point. But Rangers want to win the group yeah. in terms of seeding going forward. That's, yeah. that's big advantage if they win the group. And Chris makes a good point as well about you know Rangers games away from home in the league. Yeah. You know, Celtic will now be saying let's get home at 2-2 or whatever happens in the second yeah. half and get ready for the final part of the season. What do you think is going to happen in the second half? You'd settle for 2-2 for Celtic? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if Celtic have got to find what they've found in the first 15 minutes. If they do that, they'll be fine. Chris? Yeah, I don't see it being 2-2 though. I just, <laughs> looking at that first half there, I just think there'll be more goals in it and you would like to hope that Celtic will be a part of that more so than Milan. Thanks to everyone who listened tonight and who called in. Good luck to Rangers on at eight. Good luck to Celtic in the second half in Milan. 2-2 at half time. From me, Paul Cooney, good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! 
feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.com. UK.